Welcome to the Eans Parents United podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Silva. Join me for meaningful conversations and timely information about Eans School District, its past, present, and where we all hope, for the good of our children, it's heading. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to be discussing the Eans Education Foundation on the episode, otherwise known as EEF. I'm joined by Holly Knoll, the president of the board of directors and the executive director, Dana DeLorenzo. In this episode, we're going to discuss the funding goals of EEF, how they use the money, where it specifically goes. We're going to talk a little bit about their plans around a very large endowment they're building. And we're going to spend um, some time understanding how EEF positions itself in funding the school district now with the fact that they are in a $2 million deficit. I think you're going to find this uh, episode very educational and interesting, and I hope you enjoy it. Really appreciate you folks being here today and coming in and talking about all the great things that EEF is doing. And uh, I've got a whole set of things to talk about, but I thought I would start with, you know, why don't we first talk about uh, what the funding goals are uh, this year as compared to what you raised last year. Maybe go into that a little bit and then we'll go from there. Our funding goals this year is $3 million. Um, What that breaks down to is we want to fund 55 teachers at $55,000. So I guess our goal is a little bit higher than $3 million. It's $3,025,000 is what it comes to. Hopefully we can raise more than that and be able to give our teachers um, end-of-the-year monetary gift. We did that this past year. Our EEF board wanted to do something special for them, and that's what we ended up doing last year. It was very well-received. We want to do it again, and hopefully we can get there. So fund 55 teachers and also have enough left over to spread the, the love out to other folks? You know, our teachers deserve so much. Um, We want to make sure that they feel supported, seen, heard, and we need to do everything to retain the wonderful educators we already have in our district. Yeah, I agree. Now, there's a difference between EEF, what EEF does, and what the Booster Club does. Help the listeners understand the difference when they're giving money to one or the other. It can totally be difficult to understand if you're, especially when you're a new parent to the district. Um, A booster club or slash PTO, parent-teacher organization, is actually on the campus level and we're district-wide. So we always say that both of them are very important. This year, our motto is better together. Um, We want to make sure that everyone realizes, I guess all of our parents in our district realize that if you can donate to both, then please do. Booster club is on the campus level. It includes teacher appreciation lunches. Um, STEM carts, uh, just things at the campus level for teachers and children on those campuses. And then what we do is EEF, we actually fund salaries for teachers. Mm-hmm. We're able to fund, last year we funded uh, 55 positions at $50,000. And um, it's broken down per elementary schools get four educators, middle schools get seven, and then the rest goes to the high school, and it's all based on enrollment. Gotcha. So um, staff versus stuff. Staff versus Versus stuff. stuff. Mm -hmm. Holly, you were telling me about how, you know, while the booster clubs 
the monies are directed at the campus. So a parent that gives the booster knows that dollar for dollar is going to go right into their kids' kids uh, campus. Uh, there's also kind of a long-term thinking that goes into giving to EEF because we're really talking about building programs and placing teachers that our, our children are going to enjoy maybe in later years. Absolutely. Yeah, the benefit of donating district-wide is that we are able to ensure that a child who starts out at Valley View and then moves to Westridge and then ends up at Westlake High School has multiple opportunities um, to achieve excellence in education and that you might be donating while your child's at Valley View, but eventually we're all kind of on this track together that ends at Westlake High School. And we need to make sure that we are taking care of every aspect of that of that educational journey. Um, one thing that we do talk about is, you know, I truly believe that as your children get older, they're getting more benefit for your donation mm-hmm. um, because as kids get older, just educationally, there there are so many other um, opportunities and things that we can fund and programs and courses that we want to have available so that each individual kid can understand what interests them mm-hmm. and what um, is going to spark them at high school that then kind of leads them on um, in the next stage. Mm-hmm. And you've told me that when you look at um, the donation patterns, there's definitely an attrition of donation, maybe not the amount, but the number of parents that are participating when the kids are a little later on in their years. And as you just pointed out, that happens to be the time when the kids are actually more in control of the options and need access to the options. What would you say to a parent that's thinking about when to give or how to give so that they're lining up their donations, make them more in alignment with when the kid needs it as opposed to earlier years? Yeah, I mean, I I would hope that Parents would kind of would see the Eans Education Foundation as a as a commitment um, for the whole time that their children are in the school district. And like I said, the the donations and the benefit of that is carried forward as the child gets older. We do see a little bit of attrition. I think a lot of that is due to as your kids get older, you're physically in the school building less, mm-hmm. and it's less top of mind. Um, you're not volunteering and the library, you're not having lunch with your kid, and, and it's easy. You're not reading books in their classroom. You're not correct. hello to the principal at the front yeah. door. Yeah, so it becomes kind of out of sight, out of mind. And then mm-hmm. as our kids get older and they get more involved, um, the demands of financial giving grow for other organizations, mm-hmm. too, whether it's the SHAP Club or the band or there's all these other programs and, and extracurriculars, which are fantastic opportunities for our kids. But then suddenly they're all asking for money. Um, so so it's a little bit of that. But I think at the end of the day, funding teachers in public schools and specifically having outcomes that affect academic excellence mm-hmm. um, continues the whole time, kindergarten through 12th grade. It, it never stops being important. And we really, from the Eans Education Foundation, look at it like we employ these 55 people. Mm-hmm. We have a have a commitment to them. And I want our donors to understand that, you know, if you help employ someone this year, your kid's still in school. We want to still be able to employ that person next year Mm -hmm. and the year after. So a $3 million raise um, implies that that's really a small amount when you compare it to the size of actual population, which tells me not all parents are donating. What is your penetration rates into the families that have kids here? What does that look like? Last year, we were at about 44%, 42%. Gave. Gave. 42% of eligible families In the district, yes. We would love, obviously, to see that grow. 
Um, like I said, our, our percentages are higher at the elementary school level and then kind of dip down as we get to middle school and then again at high school. Mm-hmm. We have already seen this year um, in our teacher fund campaign that number grow. Um, and we're excited. We've done some creative work with the district to fund one of the things you might have noticed if you go in now to pay your child's cafeteria bill. Mm-hmm. There's a portion there where you have the opportunity to also make your EF donation. And so we're trying to make it easier for parents to donate um, and to stay more um, top of mind. And, and it's been working. Um, and, and our participation rates are better than last year. So we're we're excited to con- continue those ideas of of just easy ways for people to give and support. What do you, what is the reason why the other 54% or 56% are not putting in? Well, I mean, I think do you have any idea? At some level there's just people that aren't going to donate. Gotcha. They feel like they I'm pay, paying pay my enough taxes. in taxes, mm-hmm. I do my duty, you know, you all figure it out. And unfortunately, that puts the burden on the rest of us who do give mm-hmm. um, because we are going to support all the children in the school district and all the students. Certainly if EF um, funding went away, maybe not immediately the next day, but within the next year and the year after, you would see tangible differences in the quality of education. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually a good lead in to a set of questions I had about um, what would happen if, right? So now you're putting in, you have put in two and a half million, you're going to put in three million this year. The school has at least a $2 million deficit. And this is not a deficit that might go away, you know, if the wind changes, you know, they're in a tough spot. The recapture formulas are not going to change. Uh, They know the population is dropping. They forecasted it out 20 years. Uh, We would need like four or 500 kids to appear tomorrow to get their, to work out of this problem. So if they're down 2 million and you're going to give them three, that means they're down five. So how does that change the thinking or the importance or maybe how does it uh, elevate the importance of EEF when you're funding a school that absolutely needs you to keep doing what it's doing? I think for us, it just makes what we do crucial. We really, and Dana and I, and I think everyone at EEF, we really feel the burden of fundraising and of our responsibility to the people that we employ. As far as what the school district would look like if EEF went away tomorrow, you know, I think it's a it's not an immediate change. Obviously, in general, school districts don't like to fire people. So mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a mass layoff like there would at a, a corporation. Yeah. Um, but you would see an immediate difference. Um, and those differences would look like as, as people do leave, they're not being replaced or they're being shuffled around. Um, some of the things that we help manage are class size. You know, you would definitely see maybe 10 more kids in your kid's math class next year. Mm-hmm. Or at the Westlake High School, we offer 35 AP classes out of a total possible of 38. So suddenly maybe there's 28 AP classes. And then the mm-hmm. next year there's 23. And so it would be a gradual decline mm-hmm. in not only the amount of classes, courses, and opportunities that our kids have available, but also in class size. Mm-hmm. That really amounts to more pressure on EEF to perform. It's an um, unnecessary or an unfortunate burden that's been put on the foundation to have to step up in this situation. How do you feel about how we got here? You know, when um, obviously the school has worked itself into this situation, it's not a problem, a result of the state changing funding or doing something bad to us necessarily. But here we are, I'm sitting on a board and we're doing the good work. And then now the school is in this $2 million upside down. That's kind of unfair in a way. 
to shift that burden onto the district, onto the, the EEF, and onto parents that moved here because they wanted a, this amazing uh, education. Yeah. I mean, I think part of why we're here is because we are actually an excellent district. Not that there isn't work to do or improvements that could be made, yeah, but we are an excellent district. And we got here not only through any number of situations, but also because of EEF, um, which was founded in 2004 and has continually grown thanks to the generosity of our parents and our community. Mm-hmm. I would say our board feels very passionate about funding teachers. We love what we do. I cannot speak for the school district board, the Eanes ISD board, but they have always been very appreciative and very supportive. We feel particularly supported by Dr. Arnett and this administration. While there are scary times ahead, Mm -hmm. um, and while certainly things look bleak, Mm -hmm. I think we really feel like it's a privilege to be here. How do you see it, Dana? Same thing as she said, for sure. It's not a burden. It's something that we believe strongly behind. We will continue, as you say, fight the good fight, so to speak. But one day we'll have to shuffle around and and start growing our endowment or, I guess, continue to grow our endowment, Mm -hmm. which is a real important aspect of of funding for the future. Yeah. And let's talk about the endowment. Thank you for bringing that up. I have experience on an education foundation some years ago, and uh, when I joined I think we had an endowment of 12 or $13 million, and not because I joined, it grew to $35 million, and they had a, they made a conscientious decision, we can't keep doing this um, eat-what-we-kill uh, every year thing. It's very exhaustive, incredibly fatiguing. It wears on people, and, and, and um, they switched, and it became very successful. So you see it, Dana, the long-term answer has to be an um, endowment that throws off a predictable operating, you know, supplement, if you will. How does that look? How how big are we getting? Where is it? What is it? Uh, what do you think? You know, our endowment right now is a little bit over a million dollars. I haven't checked it recently because of everything that's going on. But um, luckily, I guess we were very blessed this year. Our endowment um, was able to donate back to EEF $50,000 to help fund a teacher. Mm-hmm. And we want to it felt so good to do that and receive that check to be able to go, okay, we need to do this in a bigger atmosphere, mm-hmm. a bigger endowment number. Um, we're in connection or I've got a good relationship with Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Highland Park's endowment is $40 million. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're peeling off $400,000 every year where the board of trustees can rely on that and know that it's coming and know that they're able to give their educators a 1%, 2% raise every year just off that endowment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the smart way to do it. Um, I know we have we have our endowment. The reason why they're $40 million, they started their endowment about 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, right when recapture started. Um, our endowment just started in 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. So, um, so it really hasn't had a chance to even spread its wings. It hasn't. Yeah. And it's something that I know Holly and I and the rest of our EEF board are looking at it and going, okay, what can we do to help grow it? But Mm -hmm. as you said, we've got to pivot one day and when is that day going to happen? And we're getting our ducks in a row, so Mm -hmm. to speak, to where we're ready to grow that endowment and put some substantial funds into it. Is that pivot, um, you know, is that next three years, less than five years? you have a sense of when that has to happen as a focus? I mean, it it has to happen now. Yeah, Um, now. We've got a strategic growth committee within EEF board 
that we're starting to talk about and figure out what that looks like yeah, and how we can do it. Where do you think the fun has to be for it really, the, the endowment to be, excuse me, for it really to be viable and eliminate a lot of the fear, doubt, and uncertainty? I mean, that number has got to be large. We, as EF board, our endowment board, there's also endowment board, mm-hmm. we're going to have to get together and figure out where those asks are going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to go to larger corporations here in Austin? Mm-hmm. Um, we're on our endowment board. They're establishing an advisory committee mm-hmm. to where that they can help us with those larger asks mm-hmm. um, and be able to to grow it faster. But you're right that one two million dollars per year is going to grow really slow. Yeah, tricks are for kids. Yeah. I mean, it's got to go. It's got to be in the fifty hundred million dollar mm-hmm. as a goal uh, range for it to. To do things you want to do. You know, Aaron, a lot of it is you have to educate. We need to help educate the public of what the endowment is. Yeah. And it's a different type of gift. And Mm -hmm. we can now even direct money into the endowment if someone wants to make a donation. Yeah, yeah. go go straight into endowment. That's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But we got to do it such a way where we're protecting our teacher fund or our yearly gift as well as the endowment. Or what is the amount you would like for every family to give per child? This year, we want first and foremostly people to donate. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put out a number there that's going to intimidate someone. I think, especially in Westlake, there's a feeling of, well, there's plenty of people that can afford that. There's plenty of people that will donate. They don't need my money. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want 100% participation here. We want you to be a member of our what I call the, you know, our family of giving and, and want you to, to take responsibility at whatever level makes sense for your family to support your children's teachers and, and to pursue excellence in their education. Having said that for- And a, the number is? Having said that for many years, we've used $1,500 a child okay. as a gauge. So you have two kids, that would be $3,000 annually. That would be our, our, what we would like to see. Having said that, we also have donors who do much more. Yeah. And people that really understand the value of what we do and are excited to do more. So it, it is a range. Um, our Leadership Society is a $10,000 annual donation. And we have how many families? Four, four. We're now up to 68. 68 families that kind of give it that level and, and above. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, a tremendous a commitment. And we're really gotcha. thankful for that. Let's talk a little bit about where the money goes. Your top line marketing message is we fund teachers. But... That's not totally true, but in a good way, it's not true because you're funding other folks. So tell us about who you're funding. Absolutely. So we fund teachers, um, nurses, we fund counselors, we fund dyslexia specialists, um, art teachers, music teachers. It is um, AP teachers, PE teachers. (laughs) It could go on Mm -hmm. and on and on. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, I would say outside of, of the specific what people would traditionally think as an educator would be nurses would kind of be the, t- the top of the mind one. Mm-hmm. As far as where the donations go, um, there are three funds um, that Eans ISD legally can have. Those three funds are debt services, child nutrition, and a general fund. Okay. The general fund is the only fund that can pay people. Okay. And so our dollars go into the general fund. They go into a specific line item in the budget. It's line item 5744. It has an asterisk next to it. It designates that these are EEF funds. They are mm. EEF are grant. Um, and it is to be used specifically for the funding of teachers and or of teachers in schools. And so beyond that, we don't tie those dollars specifically to specific individuals. Mm-hmm. We did have a conversation about that. And it just 
it, it was very um, unruly how that would happen. It just how would you be, administer it? It, it became yeah. a logistical nightmare for yeah. everybody that we we didn't feel was necessary to pursue. There's also plenty of counselors and other positions that are partially funded by the state but not fully funded, and you we couldn't tie our dollars to a partially funded person. Mm. So it just was more complicated than it was yeah. worth. But we we work with Chris Scott every year, who's the CFO of Eans ISD. We work with Dr. Arnett closely to really monitor what where those dollars are going, where they are on the budget, mm. how they're planning on spending them, and, and making sure that our schools and our kids are getting what they want. I mean, to the point where we'll have conversations with, you know, well, we've heard that, you know, X, Y, and Z elementary school needs an extra fourth grade teacher. How can we make that happen? And mm. how can we make this happen? So we, we do have very in-depth conversations about the who and what behind where your dollars go. So if it goes in the general fund, how do you know the dollars are not going toward things um, that might be things you don't want them going to or you don't want to, uh, you know, for example, the Gooden funding, the, the consultant that we had that was very controversial if donors felt that some of the dollars were being diverted into their pocket, they would say, screw it, I'm going to keep my dollars. How do you know that's not happening so you don't get mired in that discussion or get you know, implicated in that type of stuff? I think that's why we were very specific working with a school district on the budget mm-hmm. and understanding where our dollars go. Dr. Gooden, for example, he was paid out of a completely separate portion of the budget that was a continuing education um, consulting Mm. Um, we don't pay consultants at all. It's just not what we do. Gotcha. Again, we are looking for full-time teachers and nurses that are in school buildings. Gotcha. Okay. So to sum up, uh, we fund teachers. Uh, we fund everything uh, that the school needs to really make this as an amazing place. And you've done that as a legacy. You'd like $1,500 per child, although you don't want to specifically say that. You'll take anything. And when do you want it? Now. You want it right now. So where, where are you in your funding uh, drive? When people ask me, I, I would love for you to donate anyway, but I would always love for you to prioritize teacher fund because it really for us is, is the best fundraising we have as we roll into Gala that we're also you know making the money there that we need to make. But it all goes together in the end. Um, and, and part of the reason why we like to have teacher fund in the fall is the, the money that we're funding now is is actually for next year. And so we need to get a gauge by December or January of where we think we're going to be so that we can give that back um, so that we can let the administration know, because by April and May, they're handing out teaching contracts and things like that. And if for whatever reason. So we're at the end of your rate, your funding, your your fundraising season right now. You're at the end of our write a check campaign. And we are going to move straight into gala after that. Uh, Dana, why don't you tell us when the gala is exactly so folks can mark it off on their calendar right now and tell us how we can get tickets. Absolutely. Um, Our gala is going to be Saturday, February 25th. It's downtown at the Fairmont, Austin. We're super excited. We have two fabulous gala chairs of Casey Boone and Angela McGowan. And our theme is a community rooted in excellence. You'll start seeing some more advertisement about that on our Instagram and emails and everything else. We will be there. Thank you. Hope so. All right. So we want money now. Um, we want as much as you can give. Uh, parents need to understand that the giving is really should be a long-term commitment. They look should look at it as a budget item that continues through the student's journey. Um, EEF needs you more than ever because the school is in really tough spot uh, right now, and we don't want to 
stop doing the great work that we're doing just because that's going on. We're going to continue to fight the good fight. How do they give to you? So if you go to our website, the Eaton's Education Foundation dot org, there's a giant red button that says donate. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do have a lot of different ways you can donate, whether it's stock or Oh, wire transfers or one time gifts, multiple pledged gifts. I mean, there are a lot of options. You can also go into RevTrack um, and you'll see three options there. That's where you pay your kids. You probably don't know this. Your wife knows this. This is where you put money on their lunch account, Aaron. <laughs> and you can see in there. I get, the, I get the notices when it's overdrawn. Yes, exactly. And they're yeah. about ready to starve. Yeah. And, and I th- do not fund it. Do you look in and see like what they, they bought? <laughs> well, like, why did you buy chocolate milk every day? Well, I wonder. I know they leave the house every single day with a with a lunch. What are they buying? <laughs> what are they buying? I know. You, should, you can see all that. It's interesting. I'm not, I'm, yeah. Um, yeah. So, now, I will go look now. Thank you. <laughs> so you can find us on RevTrack also. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you can call us. You can send us a check. Am I missing any ways to donate? No, you got it all. You know, and if, if there's some families that are probably not in the position to donate right now, yeah. um, they've already done their charitable contributions for this year. They can always donate for next year and we can pledge it out and have it start January 1st, January 5th, whenever it may be. Um, so we're flexible. We're definitely flexible. But if there's also some families that may not be able to donate, but they have time. And I think the mm-hmm. gift of someone's time and volunteerism is just as important as a monetary donation. Yeah. So I think that's we have amazing volunteers right now at EEF for Teacher Fund campaign, as well as our gala campaign and three-on-three basketball and honor a teacher. And we need so much volunteer support, and we would welcome anyone and everyone. Well, this has been a very nice visit. It's a very easy uh, episode to do. No controversy. Um, Anyone can listen to it at home and don't have to cover their child's ears. It's good. So um, Dana, Holly, thank you guys for coming in. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun and best of luck to you. I hope everything goes great for the foundation. You know what? We appreciate you. Thank you for your support and the time that you've given us on this podcast and, and just helping the message go out there of why EF is important to our district. Yeah. That's uh it's an honor. It's for our kids. Happy to do it. It's all yeah, for our kids. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Aaron, but also thanks to our teachers. I mean, you're the reason we're here. You're the reason we feel confident sending our kids to school every day, and we truly appreciate teachers. 100%. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Eans Parents United podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Eans Kids First. Ensuring that Ian's prioritizes our children's well-being, honors parental rights, and unites our incredible community. To learn more about our mission or to donate to our cause, please visit us at eanskids.com. That's E-A-N-E-S kids.com. If you would like more information about this podcast, contact me directly or give us any feedback, feel free to visit our website at eanspodcast.com or eansparentsunite.com.